from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louis B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Friday, October the 22nd, 2021. One day away from the Thai Cats hosting the Ottawa Red Blacks at Tim Hortons Field in a game you'll be able to hear right here on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Andy Fantuz and I will get you set with Tiger Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross starting at 3 o'clock. And we'll hand it over to RJ. And Luke, who will have the call of the game. Speaking of RJ and Luke, brand new episode of Cats this week just dropped on the Cats audio network, so go check that out uh, wherever you found this podcast and make sure to subscribe uh, so you never miss an episode of this show or any other great offerings we have for you on the Cats audio network. Coming up, we're going to hear from Coach O, as we do every day, as he spoke after the Cats walkthrough. Uh, we'll hear from David Eisenyan as well, as he will make his CFL debut, a 2021 global draft pick. Uh, so we'll hear what he has to say. We'll be joined by the CFL on TSN's Matthew Shinetti. Uh, but right now, let's take a look at the Hamilton Tiger Cats depth chart, how they'll line up tomorrow against the Ottawa Red Blacks. And we'll start on the offensive line because Travis Vorncall is starting at left tackle, and this will be his first career pro start, first career CFL start. So Travis Vorn call in for Jordan Murray, who was on the six-game injured list. Also in the offensive line, you got Brandon Revenberg at left guard, Darius Sirocco at center, Coulter Woodmansey at right guard, and Chris Van Zyl at right tackle. One note on Darius Sirocco, he is a game-time decision heading into this game against Ottawa. So keep that in mind. Uh, you got Yarbrough backing him up. Uh, receivers, you got Dunbar Jr. and Brandon Banks, both out wide. Jalen Acklin, Braylon Addison, and White, Tim White, uh, lined up at slot. Up the middle, Jeremiah Masoli handling the quarterback duties, backed up by Dane Evans. And at running back, you have Thomas Erlington, Jackson Bennett, Malik Irons, and Don Jackson. Uh, Sean Thomas Erlington is a game-time decision. Uh, Nikola Klinich lined up at fullback. Taking a look at defense up front, no changes. Really across the defense, no changes. Jagarrett Davis, Ted Laurent, Dylan Wynn, Julian Hauser up front. Up the middle at the linebackers, you got Simone Lawrence, Jovan Santos Knox, Cameron Kelly. And then in the secondary from left to right, Desmond Lawrence, Cariel Brooks, Tunde Adelike, Siante Evans, and Jamal Roll. A couple other notes to point out to you on this depth chart. One. You got Lorenzo Malden the fourth coming back for the first time since game one. He was injured against the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers back in week one. He is back in the lineup, uh, backing up the uh, the defensive lineman. We mentioned David Eisenyan. He is making his CFL debut. He was a third-round draft pick in the 2021 CFL Global Draft. Uh, we're going to hear from him in just a second. And I will mention on special teams, no changes. One change if you consider the kick returner, punt returner situation. Brandon Banks back there handling that. Taylor Bertolette handling the kicking duties. Joel Whitford handling the punting duties. And Gordon White, the long snapper. So that's how the Ticats will line up against the Ottawa Red Blacks. For more, let's hear from the head coach of the Ticats. That is Orlando Steinauer. Here's what he had to say after walkthrough today. It'll be a game-time decision on, on Darius, uh, strictly on, on how he's feeling. He is feeling a lot better. Right. And But, you know, today is, is not a tell-all day because, you know, it's just a walkthrough and meeting. So... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be, we'll be prepared either way, but I anticipate that he will go, but again, it will be, it will be a game time thing. 
Well, when it comes to Nick, you know, outside of what you see in the statistics, I think uh, he's done a great job outside of the tackles that he's made, right? He's made great strides. He's, uh, he's made impacts in games. Uh, he's even drawn some double teams at times because of his impact, which has enabled other people to make plays. So, you know, I'm just uh, proud of the way that he's worked and, and uh, just glad to have him back out on the field. He should help us. And as far as Lorenzo, he's had a couple of tough breaks uh, injury-wise. It's been a while since he's been on the field. There's been a couple of times where we anticipated him coming back, and it just it just didn't work out. So, um, again, another guy that has the potential to make some impact, but you know we got to play the game and, and see how it how it plays out. Just a guy who's come to work and worked hard. Just tried to absorb whatever he could. Uh, we gave him some thankless tasks way back in training camp where. You know, we're, he was even taking some reps, uh, D-tackle. You know, we were kind of banged up, and he's just a tough a tough kid that, uh, you know, we uh, we all want to get everybody in at some point, and you just never know if it's going to happen. So he's going to get his opportunity this week. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited for our team. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tigers, Orlando Steiner, as he spoke after walkthrough, talking about uh, Darius Sirocco. A game-time decision. We mentioned Sean Thomas Erlington. Also a game-time decision for the Ticats. Talking about the return of Lorenzo Malden and Nick Cross. And then there at the end, talking about the CFL debut of David Eisenyan. He was selected in the third round of the 2021 Global Draft. He originally came to the CFL. He was in the CFL Combine way back in January uh, of 2020. There was no 2020 global draft. He had to wait until 2021. The Ticats took him, and now he's had to wait to make a CFL debut, but he will be in the lineup uh, tomorrow when they host the Red Blacks, and we had a chance to catch up with him after walkthrough, and uh, we started off by just kind of asking when he found out and his reaction to the news of making his CFL debut for the Ticats tomorrow. Um, man, I found, out, I found out yesterday evening when I got home, and... To be honest, it still feels like a dream. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I'm over the moon right now. I'm, I'm on top of the world. I'm just, I'm just so excited to to help the guys out tomorrow. So they're strong guys. They're physical guys. Um, they want to get downfield. They want to. They have to win by any means necessary. So we just have to come and show up with our A game, I believe. And I think we've been training all week for that. The coaches has helped us, giving us the right tools to be able to use in this game. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Any way I can to help to help reach out to the kids to to influence them and show them more about the sports. I hope I can, and I'll do I'll do anything I can really to help them when I get back as well. So I watched a lot of shows about it before I got into university. University because um, when I was younger, it wasn't really as known as it is now in the UK. So the only level that when I was younger was um started at university so when I was like 18 and then when I got in there it was either rugby or American football because I played rugby my whole life and then when I got to put the pads on and the helmet and I and the hitting started I was like yeah I don't think I could play rugby again after this like I fell in love with it from that moment on and from there I've just been progressing every day. That is David Eisenyan as we caught up with him after walkthrough today reminder you can catch the full scrums over at ticads.ca where you can hear uh, everything coach had to say today everything david had to say today and a uh, interview with uh, tunde delicate make that tunde 
Adelike. Uh, again, that's up at tycats.ca. All right, let's shift gears. Very pleased now to be joined by the CFL on TSN's Matthew Shinetti, who will have one of the best seats in the house for tomorrow's game between the benches on the CFL and TSN broadcast. And uh, Matthew, I saw you reporting about this earlier this week, uh, the status of Brandon Banks. We know he's in the lineup, and uh, the team said basically he's as healthy as he's going to be. Uh, your interpretation of what that means heading into this game. Well, I think, it means, <laughs> I think it means when you have rib injuries in the middle of the football season and it is a contact sport, means when you get hit, uh, it doesn't matter how healthy you think your ribs are, it's going to hurt. So... I was keeping a keen eye on Brandon when he played uh, against Montreal earlier this month, and he uh, appeared to be wearing a flax jacket, which, uh, you know, Louis, is very, very, very light extra protection that goes underneath the player's pads. allows for full mobility, but it's just a little bit extra protection under there. I do remember Brandon coming off the sidelines after he got hit um, against the Argos, looking at me and saying, at 33, this blank hurts. Uh, which is a pretty obvious statement given the wars that Brandon Banks has been involved in in his time in the CFL and in the NFL. But certainly him coming back is a great plus for the Ticats and their offense. And to be honest, um, you know, I, speaking to Jeremiah Masoli this week, uh, there is no doubt to, to have, however healthy he is, a, an effective Brandon Banks is huge for the Ticats offense. To that point, uh, Jeremiah Masoli is coming off a game where he threw 360 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, no fumbles, protected the football. He's also, for the first time this season, playing with his, his top two targets for sure in, in Brandon Banks, who he's thrown more touchdowns than any other player in his career, Braylon Addison, Jalen Acklin. I mean, this is the healthiest this Ticats receiving group has been. How big of an impact is that for, for Masoli and, and having this full week of practice after a bye week to really find that chemistry with him and some of the, the, the other guys with less experience? I think it's key because it will help Jeremiah come back to something familiar, you know, before his, before his knee injury in 2019 and even afterwards with, with Dane Evans, but particularly with Jeremiah, the way the offense was operating uh, there, we talk about Hamilton being uh, or having challenges, closing out games. There were no challenges in 2019 because they were steamrolling teams. And I, I think for Jeremiah, and I asked him this yesterday because he is so calm and composed and even keel when he's coming off the sidelines, irrespective of what had just happened on the field this season, he's coming off the sidelines and I can see frustration. I can see, um, you know, there's these gestures, the moments he'll, he'll just be shaking his head. He'll mutter something to himself. And I asked him about it. And obviously it's, it's nothing against Tim White, Poppy White, Unger, uh, or, or even Jalen Acklin uh, or Dunbar. It's something that I think Mastoli looks at it himself because he knows how well he can play within Tommy Condell's offense, but to have both Braylon Addison and, uh, Brandon Banks back will be so key for him to, to find a comfort level. And you, you, it, it's hard not to go ahead and feel, feel uh, bad for, for Jeremiah because he works so hard. He, as you say, the details protecting the football, being efficient are so important to him. And, you know, as the, <laughs> as the outside reporter, you, have, you often have to ask the questions, how much confidence do you have? These, these gotcha leading questions. And this week I drew the short straw and I asked, Orlando Steinauer in our in our production meetings. Hey, how much confidence do you have in Jeremiah Masoli? And before I got the words out of my mouth, he said, "I have complete confidence in Jeremiah Masoli," uh, and I think that's where it all starts. 
And then to add both Brandon Banks and Braylon Addison into the equation. And as you said, a full week of practice to get on the same page. Hopefully that's huge for Jeremiah Masoli. Well, I'm the internal reporter here for the Ticats, and I got to come on, man, when I asked about the confidence in David Watford. So that's a, that's a little bit better of an answer uh, that he gave you. Uh, when, uh, let's talk about this game because, I mean, for the Ticats, they're not going to say it. This is as close to a must-win game. If they, first of all, if they want to keep pace in the East, regardless of what happens tonight, this is as pretty much as close to a must-win game as the Ticats will face right now, like up until this point, isn't it? I, I would say the next three weeks – will define Hamilton's regular season. Right now, they are tied with the BC Lions, who, will, who are now on the, on the tail of the Ticats, uh, no pun intended, to, uh, to get that crossover spot. Right now, if you look at it, and they still have to kick the ball off, as, as Orlando Steinauer says, they line up, and, and whomever is ready to play has to play. They will play Ottawa, then they will play Edmonton, and then they will play Toronto. If, if Hamilton wants to get back into – contention first to get back into actual uh, securing a playoff spot and then a home playoff spot and still put pressure on the Argos um, to uh, to host the East final they have to win the next three games and I know it's a tall ask and I know it's a tall order but these next three games are going to be crucial to see where Hamilton is in its development this team has the confidence it has the leadership it has all the ability it has so on and so on and so forth so on but it, the last two games, and I think that's the thing that, that hurts Ticat fans the most, and I know it, it, it burns them inside the locker room, as you do as well, Louis. Those were two winnable games. Those were two games that if Hamilton wins them, we are talking about a seven-win team that is probably a win or two away from securing a home playoff game at the very least. But those are the margins in football, and this you have to start in, against Ottawa. Even though they are, they are the last-place team in the East, they will be coming out, especially with Mike Benavidi's defense and guys like Micah Awe and, and, and Avery Williams, they will be coming to look to disrupt Hamilton and hurt them. So this is not going to be an easy game. But when you take a look at the next three weeks, it starts with a win against Ottawa, but it only builds from there. So we, we talked about Masoli. We talked about how important this game. So I want to wrap up here with I, I get the sense, and people have asked me this, and, and I, I, I think there is, like you said, there is full – unequivocal confidence in Jeremiah Masoli. That being said, if the Ticats go down early in this game, do you see a likelihood where we do see a Dane Evans? Because I, I just have to think, like you said, for this game, the margins are so small that if Jeremiah doesn't come out and fire strikes, I, 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 there are going to be people calling for it. So I'm just asking the question. Do you think there is a chance that if it's a slow starting game, we do see Dane Evans in there? Yes. And I say that because of the same, in the same breath, um, that Orlando Steinauer says, I have complete faith in Jeremiah Masoli. He also did explain that I have to, you know, situations may dictate things. Now, I don't necessarily think that he was saying, oh, I've got a, a short leash on Jeremiah. No, I, 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 Orlando is not that impulsive. No. Coach Steinauer takes a look at the situations. He will be in constant communication with Tommy Condell, the offensive coordinator, and they will be assessing where Jeremiah is, not series to series, but if the game is close and the margins are there. And as you say, Jeremiah is not, not throwing strikes. Because the one thing is very obvious with, with Jeremiah Masoli. When he is confident, I have heard this said again and again and again. When Jeremiah Masoli is in a rhythm and he is confident, he might be the best quarterback in the Canadian Football League. There isn't, like, when he, we, we, we have seen it, he will string 5, 10, 15, 20 completions together and have no problem with it. I mean, it, 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 you hate to, to say that there is that much pressure on a guy who 
throughout the season. It really hasn't been his fault that they've lost no, games, but all. that is, that is the margins we're dealing with. And as I said this, and, and I think this is key, the signage is going to start going up in Hamilton. The, the, the temporary stands will start going up. The sign is already on main street. How many days before, before the, before the great cup. And it's, I, uh, maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's me making, making this judgment. But the fact is this, that the great cup game is coming to Hamilton and it's, and it's around 50 days away. That pressure doesn't matter who tells you whatever they're going to tell you within that locker room. It's there. So it's unfortunate that Jeremiah Masoli uh, has had to kind of deal with coming back from major knee injury and then dealing with questions about his relationship with, with Dane Evans, even though it is spectacular and whether or not he's feeling any kind of conflicts within this offense and then dealing with the injuries with, to Brandon Banks and Braylon Addison, nothing has gone his way as much as he would like it to. But the fact is, as I said, as Orlando Steinauer always says, they're going to kick the ball off on Saturday. He better be ready. Uh, temperature tomorrow calling for a chance of rain, 10 degrees. Do we see the return of the inspector gadget jacket? That jacket has been retired oh. and it's not coming back. It's not coming oh. back, but will you, will, will you see me in an umbrella tomorrow? Absolutely not. I will not. We will be dealing with the elements, <laughs> Louie. We will be out there because I can tell you this. If I had an umbrella knowing my, Knowing my beloved reputation in Hamilton, I don't want 20-plus thousand people screaming at me to take my umbrella off. So I will, I, I will stick it out in the elements like all the good people in eastern Hamilton. Well, it cannot be worse than the weather in Ottawa the first time these two teams played each other. Uh, Matthew, thanks for doing this. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Take care, buddy. All right, my thanks to Matthew Shinetti for joining me today, and my thanks to you for tuning in. We are back tomorrow for Tiger Cats pregame. Andy Fantuz and I hold the pregame beginning at 3 o'clock. Tiger Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross. We'll hand it over to RJ and Luke, and be sure to join us for Tiger Cats at the half and Tiger Cats postgame. Thanks so much for tuning in all week. Really do appreciate it. For the Tiger Cats Audio Network, I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day. Tie Cats today with Louis B. Subscribe, like, and get your Tie Cats fix every weekday.